Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I am your host. And today I'm interviewing Jason Roscoff, who is the CEO of Radical Candor based in California, USA. And Radical Candor is an organization that specializes in developing leadership. They're very successful. They do a lot of different things, but like many businesses, they've been severely affected by COVID-19 and We talk a lot in this episode about the crucial importance of resilience and that that's a skill that is really coming to the front right now within adversity. And Jason also talks about the meaning of the word catastrophe, which is all about uh, it, it means to turn over, to reveal. And so he says some interesting things about how businesses and leaders are responding Um, and how they've had to adjust and adapt what they are doing. So they've had to really take a step back from their current work, which is live face-to-face executive training. Sounds kind of familiar to me, actually. But um, so, you know, looking that actually that's not something they can do right now, but they are talking to their clients about what they need and where can they support and where can they help. Um, What I love about this interview is how Jason talks about leadership and how, you know, what will emerge from this is which leaders are able to really lead their organisations through this crisis. So I hope you enjoy this bonus episode. Again, it wasn't a planned interview. Uh, Originally, I thought we'd be talking mainly about leadership. Um, And then when we did the interview with this on our minds all the time, we just wanted to talk about what is happening right now. And I hope you find some interesting nuggets here for yourself to take forward and that you really enjoy this special episode. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. It's lovely to have you with us today. And I'm joined on this episode by Jason Roscoff, who is the CEO of Radical Candor and is joining us all the way from California. Welcome, Jason. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here and um, excited to to share some ideas uh, about how we can work together in this moment to show up better for one another. Fantastic to have you on the show. And I, and I want to start by um, talking about, you know, in times of crisis and uncertainty, 
what does that mean for our businesses? No matter what we might be doing, you know, no matter, no matter what our work is, how do we um, how do we use this time to perhaps, in some cases, maybe reinvent our business or perhaps to just get that message out more strongly? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, it's something that we've been thinking about quite a lot here at Radical Candor. For the folks in your audience who may or may not be familiar, Radical Candor is a pretty simple idea. It's the idea that if we want to get the most out of our work and build the strongest relationships, we need to be willing to show real, genuine care and respect for one another at the same time that we challenge each other to do better, to do, um, to, to do better work. And I think in times of crisis, that comes into even starker relief, the importance of both of those things. And I, I, I'd like to maybe start the conversation by sharing some stories. I, I think when I think about this, it, it, really, it, it really comes into focus when I start to talk to people about their experience. And so I have uh, a friend who uh, works in healthcare and has received really confusing communication uh, from their from their leaders <laughs> about where mm. uh, about when when and whether they can uh, they can work from home. They're they're uh, they're a therapist. When when and whether they can work from home? Can they offer phone sessions? Uh, will they have access uh, to personal protective equipment? And and what it made me realize was that in times of crisis, uh, clarity, right? The sort of challenge directly piece it can actually be an act of, of kindness. The, the, the mm. lack of clarity was so unsettling, so upsetting. It, it was creating an, an immense amount of stress. Um, mm. And it was being translated as a lack of care, right? Interestingly, uh, the, it had the sort of double effect of not being clear and coming across as very unkind. Um, mm. And that experience mm. it really makes me think quite a lot about our approach to communication in this moment and how that is essential for allowing us to uh, sort of stabilize our, our relationships and our businesses. I, I think it's the moment we find ourselves in is unprecedented in terms of the level, the degree of uncertainty that we face. And my perspective mm -hmm. is that the best leaders in this moment are being very clear with their teams about what they see and what they not and yeah. what they know and what they don't know. <laughs> um, mm. And they're also making time very importantly, they're making time for the human aspect of dealing with crisis, which is different people are going to have different levels uh, of concern. And it's not going to be a one size fits all. You're not going to be able to say, oh, you know, we're going to have, you know, one virtual check-in a week and that's going to be enough sort of human connection for people or that's going to give people enough opportunity um, to, to check in with one another or that's going to help me know as a leader how my team is adapting or reacting to this moment of uncertainty. Um, we really do need mm -hmm. to be making time and space. Um, and so those mm -hmm. two things like space for humanity and clarity and communication, not only about what you know, but about, about what you don't know. Um, to me, seem like the essential elements that are required for any business to pivot out of yeah. what is undoubtedly a huge disruption. 
Yes, yes. And and um, do you have examples of any organizations that are doing that particularly well right now? That, that's a great question. I, I don't I don't know. The situation is so new. What I do know is what we yeah, are doing. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so I can no. share a little bit about our experience with this so far. Um, so for mm-hmm. the last two years, our primary source of revenue at Radical Candor has been live in-person executive training events. Yes. Okay. As you yeah. can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That is not, uh, those those events are not happening right now. Um, And so a couple of things have been on our minds. First of all, I I think one one of the first steps we we took was to take a step back and say like, what is actually happening for our customers and clients right now? They're going through Mm -hmm. the same things that we are, which means they're, you know, we've spent the last two weeks on this like roller coaster where it's sort of unclear what, like what physical movement will be allowed, let alone like what work we can get done. Uh, and so yes. we we're very mm-hmm. conscious of the fact that <laughs> that this idea of training or of like skilling uh, people in the very short term, like that's not what's on people's minds, right? They're just trying to figure yeah. out like, is my business going to survive? Are the people going to be okay? Um, mm-hmm. And so just being really conscious of that, we we said, we're going to take a step back from selling, even though that feels really risky. Even though we see our increase basically, uh, go, you know, dropping by eighty percent. Um, yes, we're going to take yes. a step back from selling and, and see if we can find a way to be of service in this moment. Is there a way mm-hmm. for us to be of service mm-hmm. to people? Um, and we have found some ways. So we started offering some free webinars where we've been not just talking to, at people, but encouraging conversation between between our clients and our broader audience. Um, mm-hmm. We have done some very intentional outreach to clients just to see how they're doing, right? To just to check in at a hu- mm-hmm. on a human level um, yeah. and see how people are doing. Uh, and luckily, we had started over the last year to build out uh, a set of virtual offerings. So in addition to virtual workshops, we actually partnered with the Second City, who's a um, an improv comedy group based out of Chicago, to build some really mm. cool uh, digital content uh, that we call Improvising Radical Candor, and it's a, it's a really cool sort of Netflix style uh, comedy series uh, that educates and entertains simultaneously. Um, yeah. uh, and so we we have these tools that we that we built these these assets that are more valuable in this moment, um, and yeah. we're starting to move in the direction of figuring out not only adapting our existing uh, work to a virtual environment, which we had done a fair amount of over the last year, but also figuring out how to make um, this digital content that we created better suited for this moment when mm-hmm. people find themselves sort of dislocated from their mm-hmm. from their norms. And I think our guiding question has been pretty clear, which is how can we support our customers in this moment, even if it's very different yeah. from what we've done before. That's the question that we keep yeah. asking ourselves. Um, and mm-hmm. it's yielding really interesting results and we're getting really positive feedback. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really, that, 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 that's really, really great to have that as an o- overarching kind of question because I, I think for for you and for, well, for me, for my business as well, and probably for lots of other businesses, I think the initial thing is, oh my gosh, we can't do what we were doing anymore. 
um, uh, and how do we, you know, how do we change that? But when you turn it round and think, actually, the guiding question is, how do we help our our clients and customers? How do we give them something that they really uh, need and support them? Then it changes what you what you then decide to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that I saw it do was it it helped to turn some of the the sort of like panicky feelings that the team was having into mm. feelings of mm. optimism, right? Because yeah. there are yes. answers and it is exciting to think of new ways that you could support. And it is uncertain. It doesn't erase the uncertainty, but I think in some ways, I, I, this is probably true of your team, but like our team is in this, like we're missionaries, right? We're not mercenaries. <laughs> uh, we we are on we're on a quest to help people uh, improve their relationships and get better work done together. Like that that's why we're together. Um, and yeah. and I I think in in that world, the thing that feels worst is when you feel like this ability you have to help, you have no outlet for it. There's no place to put it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that feels far more panic inducing yes yes yeah because what what you're talking about there is is really the true essence of being proactive because you're putting your you're placing your energy into the things that you well the only thing that you can control which is basically what you do next um yep and taking it away from oh my gosh you know what is going on and what is going on around us so i think the minute that you do that you do feel better in that moment because you're focusing on something that you actually have control over when everything around you, you know, feels like out of control. Yeah. And and I think like, <laughs> interestingly, it, it, it is, it, things are quite out of control. I, I think it's one of those moments where, um, I, 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 I so resonate with what you just said, like the, this, like, the path to sort of like mental well-being is to focus on the things that you can control. And I think mm-hmm. we're so used to things being so good that normally it's a feeling, you know, it's, it's a, it's a misperception that we have mm-hmm. that things are out of control and it's helpful in those moments to focus on the things that you can control. And this is a great example of a moment where things are like totally out of our control. Like it's not a feeling yeah. it's like, like it is reality. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And yeah. I, I think it was yeah. so interesting to me to to see how useful um, it was that that's that mindset shift towards proactivity was even when there is so much that's out of our control. Because mm. I look mm. around, and to your point about companies that are doing this well, I look around at organizations that are doing a better job of this, and what I see is like I see people in in some sometimes in big ways, but mostly in small ways like stepping up and trying to help each other, like making an mm-hmm. effort. Um, I think mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in this moment where resources might seem scarce, right? I don't know if you have the same, like you've probably, I, I think it's sort of made the national news, but like this, like people buying too much toilet paper uh, oh, yes. is happening yes. in like countries yeah. around the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which is like, it, 
which on the surface is like, I don't like, why is that happening? Um, but it's, it's actually the same reaction, right? It's people feeling like things are out of control and trying to find something that they do control. It actually comes from something that's quite primeval because um, when exactly what you've just been saying, when we feel out of control, it's kind of like survival, we will automatically go for something that's really big in size. <laughs> so big, huge packs of toilet paper. Uh -huh. You know, taking them off the shelves yeah. and buying them is actually that because everyone's like why toilet paper but the reason is because it's big it's a big pack that you can yeah. you know take and, and and put in your car and it's like oh yeah. you know i'm gathering something that's going to help me um but yeah I, it's it, it is yeah you're absolutely right it's, it's trying to be proactive um but it's coming from a panic a place of panic rather than a place of control yeah, and I think like the the, the there's a um, there's a a common uh, sort of theme uh, in consulting, especially uh, uh, in coaching, where you're trying to determine, you know, am I acting out of fear or am I acting out of love, right? Um, uh, because I, I I think the 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 moment like the challenges that we have in, right now is that when we, when we react out of fear when we re react from a sense of scarcity i think it it causes it perverts our thinking um because you know for example there there aren't food shortages and there is no toilet paper shortage there's no mm -hmm. reason mm -hmm. to be hoarding <laughs> toilet paper or hoarding food uh at least at least at this moment uh and 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 what you realize is just like how damaging it actually is, because when, you know, the, the impact of that is that, you know, for people who might be more vulnerable or less capable of getting to the grocery store frequently, mm. it, it is actually likely the case that that behavior is having a much more detrimental effect on those people who yeah. have the least capability of controlling their circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that's nobody's intention. But it's sort of a lesson to me mm -hmm. in this moment about how to think about our businesses as well. Because like, if we act out of fear, and purely out of a sense of self preservation, without a sense of how mm -hmm. those actions are going to impact our team, our clients, our community more broadly, I, I think we will see, um, we, we will miss opportunities, right? We, we will mm -hmm. miss, um, we will miss uh, not just like opportunities to do new things, but we'll miss ways um, to do really basic things that will be helpful to us in the long run, like connect as humans with our clients. Um, so I, I, I think about that quite, quite a lot. And, and when I, uh, and my team is very much on board. And so like, like I said, missionaries, not mercenaries is really helpful because mm -hmm. everybody feels super aligned. Uh, yes. around this idea of like, let's try to act uh, from a place of, of love. And I realized like, not everybody's in the same place. Uh, not everybody, not every person feels the same way about their work. Um, and yeah. that makes the job of leadership especially hard because I think we need to speak to the fears and concerns that people have mm. and not be judgmental mm -hmm. about them, right? Like just because yeah. someone is mm -hmm. reacting out of fear and self-preservation doesn't mean we judge them. It just means like we need to have a conversation with them about the impact of those actions. Do you think there will be, I mean, undoubtedly there are going to be businesses that 
and leaders that don't do this well, that don't have those resources inside themselves to lead in that way. Um, so what do you think, this is just a, a kind of pondering question, really. What what do you think we we might start to see, you know, in a few weeks' time and in, in, in a few months' time? The, the Greek root, the, the word catastrophe, means to turn over. And, and I think that another way to think of it is sort of like to reveal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been thinking about that a lot because I, what, I, what I'm recognizing is that it's not just that we don't have, there are two, there are two sort of like, or maybe there are probably many more classifications, but leaders who are, who are not doing this well in this moment, some of them don't have the, the resources um, like they, they want to do it, but they, they can't because they're concerned for their family or their personal health or whatever else is going on. And it's just the energy to do this, to, to like be present for their teams and to lead from a place of, of care is just, it's too hard. Um, but I actually mm-hmm. think that there's like another group who don't think this is important, who, who are, who are, who are lashing out at team members who don't mm-hmm. want who don't see it as like their responsibility to, you know, to, to sort of like pick themselves up by their bootstraps and come to work. Like don't, they, they don't feel personally scared. And so they're judgmental of people who do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be very hard to walk that back. Um, in a time when times are good, I think uh, generally speaking, it, it's, it's a bit more forgivable. Uh, like we can, see it as you know this is a this isn't the way that i think about the world like the way my boss Mm. is sort of encouraging people to come to work sick for example which is a thing that is really happening Mm -hmm. um uh Mm. that really happens especially to service workers um yes uh right i don't care what's going on in your life you need to show up for work um uh but like now it's really life for death right like uh, and yeah. the behavior isn't changing. So I think in, in those cases, we're, we're going to see businesses who, um, who are not categorically different, right? Same business like restaurants and stuff um, mm-hmm. where people are going to be talking to each other, right? <laughs> like if the business w- with the manager who's sort of like lashing out their employees survives, which it may not, um, if it survives, like people will have long memories for how they're treated in this moment. And they will talk to other yes. people about how they've been treated. Yeah. Uh, yes. And and so like I don't think there's there's less of a shield um, uh, that leaders are going to be able to hide behind uh, mm-hmm. than 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 maybe mm-hmm. they have have previously because I, I think yeah. you know taking my friend who who works in healthcare as an example you know the message that they've gotten is you don't matter. We don't care very much about your well-being, which seems like a, a completely bonkers message for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's going to affect their relationship with that employer forever. Like it's not, yeah. it's not going to be the case that they're going to like, things are going to go back to normal and they're going to forget that, which means that when times get tough in the future, and they feel like, hey, I could go someplace else and, and I feel like I would be better cared for as a human being, that's going to be an important factor in a decision about whether or not yeah. to stay employed. And from a turnover perspective, yeah. like 
you have the initial problem of that we're going to experience from the because of the economic disruption of layoffs, et cetera. Um, yeah. But like once people are back to work and the economy starts to recover, I think we're going to see a pretty massive shift. Like I, I think we're going it, mm-hmm. and it's going to take 18 to 24 months for us to see the effects of this, but we're going to start to see turnover in those mm-hmm. organizations that handled this poorly. And that kind of brain drain, I think, uh, the sort of like institutional knowledge drain that happens as a result of that is going to be incredibly mm-hmm. costly. So even if businesses survive, my guess is like, we're going to start to see, we're, we'll see the long-term effects of this, you know, for years uh, in, yeah. in, in terms of like yeah. how well people are able to retain folks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really interesting. It's, and I, I really like what you said about um, catastrophe you know, being about, you know, revealing, because as you say, this kind of behavior will be much more visible and much more impactful. And, and, and you know, as you say, you know, when times are, are good, we kind of know this is going on, but actually it's going to, it's going to really come out now in a different way. And people will make decisions based on how they've been treated during this time. So you could, you guys could have your work cut out for you, really, <laughs> with helping, helping companies, helping helping leaders um, tap into their empathetic skills. I suppose um, the good news is, like a lot of people are feeling called, right? They they, they understand the the power mm. and importance of empathy and connection in this moment. I'm seeing more good stories than I am seeing bad stories. Um, which mm-hmm. is so encouraging mm-hmm. to me. And this is not just like, it's not necessarily w- entire companies who are doing this, but what I'm seeing is I'm seeing individuals like leader, individual leaders and team members stepping up and doing more mm-hmm. for one another. You know, in mm-hmm. our extended community mm-hmm. uh, of coaches and facilitators, we have people getting together to share leads uh, and people getting together. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. w- we're seeing... Yeah we're seeing a kind of caring collaboration and cooperation that I think is yeah. the sort of like essence of what is good about human community. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I yeah. think we're also strengthening those skills. Like this is a moment where we need to rely on them maybe more, even more than we have, um, especially because times have been relatively good for so long. Um, yes. Uh, yes. For, for, for many people, uh, that we're, we're flexing those muscles a, a little bit. And I think we're going to come out of this moment. Many, many people, many teams are going to come out of this moment much stronger um, than, mm-hmm. than when they went in. Um, and that doesn't mean they won't be disrupted. And that doesn't mean there couldn't still be failures. Um, but I think when I think about my most important lifelong business and personal relationships, like almost all of them were formed in some kind of a crucible, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. like heat mm-hmm. and pressure uh, help to form those bonds more strongly. And so I think for a lot of people, there is a real gift in this moment. It's incredibly hard and incredibly sad, a huge social and economic disruption. Um, but there are some gifts. Uh, yeah. there, there is certainly real beauty that I see um, in the way mm. people are reacting to this moment and supporting one another. Mm-hmm. Jason, I, I want to thank you so much for for making the time to come on the show today. Um, if our listeners want to find out more about Radical Candor and what you do, how can they find that information? How can they find you? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, you can come visit us at radicalcandor.com. 
for if you want to find out about Radical Candor, the the sort of like company and what we do. And I did mention also that we'd start, we have this partnership with the Second City that we've created this digital comedy series, and that would be at improvisingradicalcandor.com. Fantastic. I, I, I'm really interested in, in that. Is that something anybody can access, the improvising? Good question. So right now it is uh, it is like a B2B type of product. And so you'd have to sign up for a demo okay. to get access to it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. But we are working on some ways over the next uh, weeks and months to make it more readily available to individuals who might be interested. So stay tuned. Great. Great. That sounds really good. So we'll make sure that those links are in the show notes. And thank you again so much, Jason, for coming on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at Seven Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice.